in the house of the Lord. My Bible tells me that he inhabits the praises of his people. Amen. It's good when we can come in God's house and when we can just let ourselves go and just be, be real with God. Say, God, here's my life. I've come to worship you. Lord, you know everything about me. You know all that I'm going through. You know where I'm at. And God, I surrender it all to you today. If I'm going to make another step, it's going to be by your grace. If I'm going to make this journey, it's going to be by your grace. Amen. And for that, he deserves all the praise, honor, and glory that we can give him in our lives. If you have your Bibles, turn with me real quickly, if you will. I want to share with you for a few moments on a thought that God had placed within my spirit from the book of Proverbs. So we'll just remain standing. One verse of Scripture. Ask that the Lord would speak to our hearts today. How many is ready for his word today? David said, Lord, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Again, please, while you're turning there, remember tonight at 6 o'clock, Brother Bishop Dolby. Brother, are you finishing it tonight? He is finishing up the end time series. And it has been awesome. I believe they have some CDs and things available to you if you would like to have copies of the CDs or the services, and I think they've been live streaming them too. I don't know if they've got every one of them, but maybe they have. If they didn't, I think they've got them recorded. You can get copies of those, be great. And there's also, uh, along with Brother Eric, it is wonderful to have uh, Brother Earl Hanks and his wife with us again today. Give the Lord a praise for them. I didn't even see them come in. But he is such a blessing. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. Bible said in the King James Version, I want to read, and then I want to read another version, Christian Standard Bible, that I thought was real, real good. But the King James Version reads as follows. For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again, but the wicked fall into mischief the Christian standard Bible reads it this way it said though a righteous man falls seven times he will get up look at somebody and say you can get up but the wicked will stumble into ruin has anybody ever fallen into trouble and you just had trouble in your life you just had some things happen Nothing you did, you just walked into it, there it was. Fell into it, there it was. Well, this morning I want to talk to you and share this message God placed within my spirit because everybody needs to be encouraged, especially in this time that we're living in. First of all, let me say this, your God will not fail you. He will not fail you. And secondly, Trouble's going to come, but you're going to be all right if you're a child of God. You put your faith and trust in Him. The title of this message this morning is simply this. If you've seen me fall, you ought to watch me rise. Father, we love you today. 
God, I pray that you would take this vessel and that you would speak to our hearts by your Holy Spirit. Father, this congregation would receive what they need. Father, each individual from the word of God today by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. As we've worshiped you, God, we have just surrendered ourselves to you. We pray that as you've received our praise, as you've received our worship, that now you would reciprocate, Father, and allow your word to change our lives. Lord, let it move, Father, in every life. Let it accomplish today as your word declares that it will. And we will give you the praise and the honor and the glory for it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Look around at somebody around you and tell them you can rise. You can rise. Thank you so much. One thing I know about being a Christian is that it comes with great benefit. Amen. That when I gave my life to the Lord a long time ago, that I was not surrendering to some weak social camaraderie, but that I was becoming the person that God desired me to become first through the course of accepting his son for who he was and believing in my heart that he was the son of God and that he came to die for my sin and I came became a child of God and I came into the kingdom of God and I became what God desired me to be. I want to tell you this morning that everybody in this building, God desires to be a child of the king. Amen. He desires your salvation today. If you're not saved today, you ought to be. Because it comes with great benefit. Amen. If you don't know the Lord as your Savior today, and for whatever reason, maybe you've been putting it off, or maybe you've been just going through the motions of life and didn't think that it was important, I got news for you. This message today will let you know just how important it is to be a child of God. Everything that we do and all that we are is based upon the fact that God has sent his son that we might become sons and daughters of God through the cross of Calvary. The church, amen, today that we go to has this narrative and has this truth about it that we are the messenger of a gospel that will change lives not only in this life but eternally, amen. I'm so glad to know that when I begin to think about his grace and begin to think about the mercies of God that I find myself uh, understanding more in depth as I make my journey in life that God will never fail me. Amen. There have been some times that I faced in life that I wondered if I was ever going to get through it. Has anybody ever been there? There have been some times in my life that I wondered if God's favor was even on my life. And maybe sometimes you've questioned, am I truly God's child? Because maybe he didn't move like I thought he should. Or maybe his favor didn't come on me like I, I expected it to. And, and so I begin to have questions in my mind. But in the end, through the journey, I found this, that God will not fail his people. Amen. We can look around at the circumstance and try to deduce 
the manifested uh, uh, end of a thing that we're going through and sometimes those circumstances don't come out the way we want them to and sometimes they don't uh, uh, they don't uh, produce what we expect and we don't see God move the way that we desire him to move but I found this that even if God don't do it my way he's a sustaining grace and he moves in my life in such a way that no matter what the outcome is I am firmly standing on the rock of my salvation his name is Jesus amen if all hell is raging in my life there's a sustaining grace that comes through knowing God and being a child of God and I don't know about you I'd rather be in the fire with God than I had be in a situation and not be where God wanted me to be amen I'm telling somebody today his grace is chasing after you his his love is chasing after you and as a child of a God there's benefits amen to the graces of God that we get to experience for Solomon began to realize this as he lived his life as he began to to, to, to see the wisdom that God had blessed him with uh, becoming uh, to fruition in his mind and he began to write this verse for a just man falleth seven times he said but he riseth up again I want to talk to somebody this morning that's ever been in a mess you didn't do nothing to get there it just happened you fell into it but because you were a child of God you rose back up again it may have happened for a season you may have gone through something for a season but the God that you put your faith in was elevating you in the midst of it all and you didn't stay there forever amen has there anybody ever been through something and the reason you got through something is because your God was Come on, somebody. You got through it because God got you through it. You didn't get through it by your power. You didn't get through it by any grace of your own. You didn't get through it by any wisdom or intellect of your own. You got through it because you simply trusted God. You couldn't see the end of a thing. You couldn't see the light. But dear God, God made a way where there seemed to be no way. If we're not careful, we become the church or we become the saints who have lost faith and we begin to put our faith in what we can understand. But I want to tell you this morning that your God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. Amen. I'm telling you we're serving a God who will get you through it today. Solomon understood that. He understood there were going to be times when you fall into situations and you rise up because of God's grace, because of God's anointing, his power, his favor on your life. But then he begins to talk about the wicked, those who are not who are not trusting in God, those who are rebelling against God. They are the wicked that will stumble into ruin or stumble into mischief. Now I don't know about you, but if I look at that verse, I have to look at two things: either I want God to be my God, or I don't. But if I read that verse, I come to a realization and a conclusion that I'd rather have God for me than I had Him against me. I'd rather have God on my side than I had to walk without him. Can somebody shout amen? You better believe
believe there's a benefit to knowing God. Not only that we get to go to heaven, but there's a benefit to knowing God in this life. The benefit to knowing God is, is that when he's with you, everything else, amen, may seem insurmountable, but his grace will sustain you and he will be glorified in your life. Dear God, can somebody shout, glorify yourself through my life, oh God. This verse is not speaking in the sense of falling from morality. It's talking about falling in the hands of the enemy and the trouble that comes to you because the enemy has simply designed and designed an attack to come and to mess you up. But God, somebody shout, but God. If God be for me, dear God, who can be against me? The enemy will devise an attack to mess you up, to mess your life up, to do whatever he can to create trouble for your life. But God, this verse is talking about the fact that trouble can come to even those who are living right. Amen. Those who are going to church, who are praying, who are worshiping people, trouble still comes. Amen. It hasn't escaped the realm of this life and carnality. Trouble will come. There's old song said trouble sometimes are here. Filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear now is at stake. Humbling our hearts to God safe from the chastened rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod. Christians awake. There have been times in my life where I've just found myself in trouble and it wasn't because of anything that I had done immorally or sinfully. It was just simply because there's a devil loose. There's an enemy loose. He's walking to and fro, seeking whom he may devour, trying to keep the souls that are lost from coming to the light, trying to stop the kingdom from growing, trying to mess up the harvest, doing everything he can to try to suppress and keep us from marching on and accomplishing the purpose of God in our lives individually and as a church. I want to tell you today that these things will come to discourage you. One Sunday you may be praising God on the mountain and the next Monday you may find yourself living life as a train has left the tracks. You don't know what happened, why it happened, when it happened, but you know that it was a trouble that came your way and you don't like the feeling that it has caused in your life and it begins to shake you, it begins to, to try to oppress you and suppress you, but you've got a good thing going for you if you're a child of God. God, because my Bible tells me you may find yourself in trouble, but God will raise you up. You'll rise up again. Amen. Nobody ever said being a Christian was going to be easy. Nobody ever said it was going to be a bed of roses. As a matter of fact, we need to quit watching most television shows today that make us believe that everything's going to be rosy, that God's going to make us rich that God's going to give us everything we want just because we became to know him as Savior and we've been sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. I come to tell somebody today, being a Christian ain't always easy, but it is the most rewarding experience you'll ever have because even in the tough times, you will find that your God will not fail you. He won't fail you. 
I'm telling you, we can have good times, but we must not negate the fact that trouble can come. Jesus said, be not afraid in this life. You'll have trouble, but be not afraid. I have overcome the world. Whoever told you that living right meant that problems wasn't going to come? Whoever told you that being a Christian was going to make all these earthly problems go away? As a matter of fact, amen, there have been many people today that have found that not to be true by experience alone, while others have resisted in their minds the wonder of the fact, amen, of salvation simply because they did not see all their problems go away. Well, I want to tell you today that we have fallen, amen, to God into the truth of God's word and we must receive it and understand that the Christians of every generation have fallen into some kind of the degree of trouble. Some have had their lives turned upside down over the things that have come their way. Amen. As I said before, that sometimes we'll have everything going good and then the next moment here we are going through a great struggle wondering why we're having to deal with cancer or why we're having to deal with, with, with financial distress or why we're having to deal with heart condition or why we're having to deal with, with, with a broken home, why we're having to deal with problems. Let me go ahead and tell you why. Amen. Because we're living in an imperfect world where the enemy is running rampant and sin. Amen. Has, has overtaken the lives of so many and is running rampant in this life that we're living in. And it manifests the fallen nature of man. But that's where we have the truth of God's word to understand this. That when God has saved us and we become children of God and we're living the way God wants us to live. That there is no weapon formed against you that can prosper. They can do whatever they want to to you. But if your soul's where it needs to be, you're going to be alright. Amen. You're going to make it. The fact is trouble comes. And we find ourselves right in the middle of it. Psalm 34, 19 said, Many, somebody shout many, are the afflictions of the righteous. But, somebody say but. 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 Oh, thank God for that but. David said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. It comes numerous times. I know I've been living for 40, 40, I ain't going to tell you. <laughs> I've been living for a long time, some of you longer than me, but amen. I'm not old, I just got a lot of miles. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, he doth deliver him out of them all. Oh, I'm so grateful today to know there's a butt in there. There's a butt. See, the enemy can't defeat you when that butt's there. The enemy can't destroy you when that butt's there. When that butt's there, that decounts everything the enemy has tried to do to you. And when they went into the fiery furnace, dear God, they said, we're not going to bend and we're not going to bow. We're going to walk on in this thing if we have to, but we're not going to bow to that image. We're not going to worship that image. We're going to keep our faith secure in who he is. If we die, we're going, we're going to praise him. Amen to God. If we have to die, 
die. We're not going to bow. They throwed them in the fiery furnace and the butt showed up. Amen. But death could not get them. But death could not get them. But death could not get them because God showed up in the fire. I want to tell somebody today, everything the enemy has devised against you, it may look like it's prospering, but God, if God be for you, who can be against you in your life? Amen. How many believe in divine healing? Amen. Well, I believe it in it. I believe in it every now and then. I believe in it every so often when the feeling feels right. No, you need to believe in it all the time. Amen. His God hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We can trust in this to know this that when we're going through trouble in our life that there is a divine healer that says but it don't have to be and if we can have faith it's our faith many times that moves the mountains it is our faith in believing in the but that causes us to believe that God is able and this pleases God how many know that they went to the Lord for, for a touch and Jesus often said your faith has made you whole I want to ask somebody this morning, do you really believe that God is who he said he is? Do you really believe that he showed up in the fire? Do you really believe that he walked with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do you really believe that everything that came your way didn't all the trouble you've been through do you really believe that your God is not able to get you through it? Amen. The Lord delivers. Somebody shout deliver. Every day don't always go my way, but I'm a child of God and it's going to be okay. Amen. Every day don't always go my way, but I'm a child of God and it's going to be okay. Because you don't ever know. I'm trusting Jesus. I'm like David. I don't know when the Lord's going to move, but I know he can. And I'm believing God's going to. And I'm believing when I find myself in trouble that I'm going to rise up out of it. See, some of you done seen some people fall into situations. Don't you think that God's not there? Amen. I believe in today, this morning, that we understand that when trouble comes, God shows up with the child of God. And I didn't know what I was going to expect from day to day, but I know this, God knows everything. Brother Hanks, he knows your beginning all the way to the end, and God knows where you're going and what you're going to face and what you're going to go through. And God said, I just need you to trust me and believe that I am and I'm able that I'm able to meet your need this morning how many want to see the miracles signs and wonders follow the believers again we want to see the harvest reached again I want to see such a move of God that cancer falls off that heart my God I feel the Holy Ghost that heart disease is cured you say preacher that ain't what we wanted you for we just wanted you to preach a good message to you I'm telling you the best message you never have is knowing that God is not just your salvation. He's your healer. He's everything you need. He's your... 
He's your fire baptized. He's your God in every area of your life. Amen. He's God on the mountain. He's also God in the valley. Oh, goodness. In Acts chapter 16, I got to hurry. In Acts chapter 16, the Bible speaks of Paul and Silas who were doing the work of God. They were going forth and sharing the gospel. They came down to Philippi. While they were there at Philippi, they found some women there that were were near. They began to go to them and share with them the gospel. And Lydia, a woman who sold purple, she gave her heart to the Lord. She got saved. And she began to join them in prayer. And the next few days they began to go to prayer. And a woman with a spirit of divination met them, an evil spirit. And they began to follow them as they were going to prayer. And she would say these words, this is a man of God. This is a man of God. Oh, and it sounded so good. Oh, she's just trying to share the message of the gospel. She's going around saying these things and it's, it's bringing glory to God. But, but Paul understood that there was something else going on there. He realized that the enemy was trying to get the focus on him and not God. And so she, she continued to follow him. This is a man of God. This went on for days and days and days. And then Paul finally had enough. And he turned around and he rebuked the spirit. He said, I've had, anybody ever had enough? He turned around with the authority of God and the Holy Spirit. He rebuked the Spirit. And guess what? That Spirit came out. Amen. Because when God speaks, it had to go. And the masters that owned her began to start losing their money. And they saw that the gain was gone. They saw that this woman was not profitable to them anymore. And they got frustrated with Paul because of what he had done. So they carried him down to the magistrates. One day he's going to prayer. The next day he's standing in the court under the accusation. He didn't do anything. Amen. He just fell into trouble. But he found himself facing the magistrates of the court. And then they began to take him and they punished him and put him in prison. And locked him up in stocks, hands and feet. And one day he was on his way to prayer. The next minute he's in a deep dark cellar in a prison with stocks upon his legs and his hands chained. Here he was with Silas. Everything wasn't going good. But Paul had the right attitude in the midst of his trouble. Look at somebody say you got to have the right attitude. Mm -hmm. You got to have the right attitude. Your attitude, amen, will, will be a great determiner of whether you act upon your faith or upon your feeling. Your attitude 
can let somebody know real quickly whether you're acting upon your feelings or your emotions or what you're going through rather than faith. See, I know it couldn't have felt good. They were beaten with stripes. They were bleeding. They were hurting. They were on their way to prayer. I just went to prayer. But here I am. Oh, but the Bible does not say they were sitting there complaining about everything they were going through and just despairing the moment. I'm sure it didn't feel good. I'm sure that they didn't want to be there. But the Bible did say about midnight that Paul and Silas began to pray, Brother Freddie. They began to sing psalms. They began to say, hey, I don't, I don't I may be here, but my God is still God. I may be going through what I'm going through, but God is still God. It may be painful, but God is still God. And they began to sing psalms and to pray. They knew that if their attitudes and feelings, he meant that God was going to blow shine through, that their faith would be pushed aside, but they chose to have faith in God. I don't know about you, but trouble comes sometimes like that. And when it does, you can't let your emotions, you can't let your anger, you can't let your frustrations override your faith. You've got to let faith arise over your feelings. Amen. If you don't, then you're not going to be walking by faith. You're not going to your faith. You're not going to be walking in faith. You're going to be walking in misery. Amen. Come on, somebody. Listen, my son, I don't want to walk that way. I don't need to walk in misery. I want to walk by faith. So the three things that I wanted to share with you that God gave me as I'm seeing them here in this prison, they're praying and they're singing and, and they're just believing that no matter what they're going through, the trouble they're in, that their God is still on the throne. Touch the mind and tell him he's there. And God told me to tell you this morning, don't make permanent plans to stay in temporary conditions. Amen. Don't make permanent plans to stay in temporary conditions. What do you mean by that, preacher? Some of us have not been able to come out of the place where we're at because we have acted on our emotions and on our frustrations and not by faith. Amen. We need to make sure that when we go through a season and trouble comes, that we're not walking in fear, but we're walking in faith. Because fear will cause us to settle for less than what God's best is for our life. Amen. How many satisfied were you at? Look at somebody say, are you satisfied? Oh, no. God wants his best for you. And can I tell you the best is yet to come? But every day can be better. God wants his best for you. And fear will make you settle for less than his best. God wants us to walk in the faith that knows that he is our father and that where he's taking us on our journey can be better and not bitter. It can be greater and not lesser. In other words, I'm not telling you you're going to get rich now. I don't know what God's going to do in your life, but I'm telling you that your soul can prosper day by day 
by your faith and will do so rather by your faith than by your fear and by your emotions and by your frustrations because faith will cause us to rise up in the Lord and understand that we don't have to stay where we're at in the trouble that comes our way. I was on my way to church this morning and said, I may not all, I'm not always going to be going through what I'm going through. I, I look at that camper and I hear the things that are going on and I think, my goodness, we're going to live in this camper forever. I was trying to iron my shirt, iron, iron my shirt. I'm trying to get the vernacular right. And I had, the, I had the thing out and I was trying to iron my shirt and here comes Anna, Angie. She's trying to get through and I'm thinking, Lord, Oh God, I'll be here forever. My shirt's not going to be right or somebody's going to trip and somebody's going to fall. And there's just so much in here. They keep telling us we're going to get to close, but we ain't closing yet. But sometimes I I just wonder what's going to happen. Lord, I just can't see myself staying in this condition forever. And then all of a sudden I begin to, to feel in my spirit that it doesn't have to be forever. Amen. I was laying there the other night and said, well, you know, I could just choose to just, we could just stay in this camper and just let it stay this way. Let it be this way. It'd save a whole lot of money. We just pull it up. My wife looking at me. Thank you. So, oh, my wife said, you better get a bigger vision than that. But don't you think that's what God wants for us? is a bigger vision than to settle for less. God wants us better. He wants his church better. Amen. He wants everything better in your life. And everything better comes from the source of your faith and your soul and and who God is to you and your faith in God and believing. See, you don't always have to settle in temporary conditions and make them permanent. We could or we could choose to let them be temporary and say, God is going to see me through this season. One day I'm going to iron my shirt in the new house very soon. Amen. One day, come on somebody. One day, give God praise if you believe that. One day I'm going to come through this fire. One day my job is going to get better. One day I'm going to come through this. My family is going to come together. One day God's going to touch my physical need. It's going to be met one day. I'm not going to live with a permanent mindset to a temporary condition because in the end in this life everything is temporary except your salvation it is eternal when you trust in the Lord you've got a home eternal in glory today don't make permanent plans to stay in temporary places number two he told me to tell you you must not mistake the amount of trouble that you go through in life for hopelessness the righteous fall seven times indicates a countless number. When you begin to study that, it, it lets you know that seven was not was specific and then also indirect in the fact that it could mean through the translation over and over again in numerous times. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 through 9, it said we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, 
but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Come on, somebody. Paul told the church at Corinth, you ain't alone. Jesus is with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side when I feel the thunder roll. Thank you. He holds my hand when I begin to tremble. When the winds of this world is blowing strong, Jesus is with me. And Paul said at the church of Philippi, he said, my God, somebody shout my God. My God shall supply all, all. That's an indication that no matter how much trouble comes your way, God's got you through all of it. All your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. All is innumerable. How many knows today that God wants to do it again and again and again and again and again. Not only for the child of God, but he wants to save those who are lost and bring them into a realm where they will trust him and see the provision of his grace. Don't you lose hope. I don't know what you're going through this morning. Don't you lose hope. I don't care how much trouble you've been through. It may have been paralyzing, but it will be the fact that God is going to bring you through. It's going to be the grace and the hope that you have. Somebody say, I'm coming through this. Because I'm trusting God to meet my need. I'm trusting God that every day is going to get better. Anybody had one of those days where it seemed one day right after the other? Somebody told me one time, said, every time I take a step forward, ten steps backwards. Every time I spend a nickel, I got to pay a dime. Every time I find myself going forward, it seemed like that everything just falls apart. And trouble after trouble, and I'm trying. I've heard people say, I'm trying to live right. I'm trying to trust the Lord. I'm going to church. I'm doing these things. We'll rest in this fact today. What Solomon said is a fact. So the righteous will fall seven times fall into trouble but they'll rise back up again there are people that have saw you fall can you stand with me for a minute please they've saw you fall into trouble they've seen you fall into circumstances and I just come by to tell you this morning what God placed in this old country boy's heart Those that saw you fall into that situation, into that trouble. You need to let them know if you saw me fall, get ready to watch me rise. I'm not rising in my own power. I'm not rising in my own strength. I can't rise without him. Amen. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen by his grace if it had not been for his grace the three Hebrew boys would have never made it out of the fire if it had not been for his grace Paul and Silas would have maybe died in that prison we don't know
but if they ever saw you fall through God's grace and his providence they can see you rise and the last point he wanted me to tell you we must remain consistent in our faith you can't be in today and out tomorrow amen you gotta make up your mind you can't be in just when everything's going your way come on somebody if that's the only reason we serve God there wouldn't be no church with it pastor, bishop because people everything don't go my way everything don't go everybody's way but we got to come by the spirit and into a realm to where we are trusting that we're going to pull together and be consistent in our faith even when it don't go our way as long as it's going God's way amen God let us be this way we got to be consistent I heard a fellow tell me one time said he wasn't going to church no more because God didn't answer his prayer I don't remember what it was. But how many has ever prayed and God didn't answer it your way? Amen. I've had prayers God answered just like I prayed. I wanted him to. Brother Buddy, he answered them just like I prayed. We were praying the other day and we asked the prayer team here on Tuesday night to pray for us in that situation and you know God moved just so I wouldn't have to go to South Carolina I didn't want to drive to South Carolina didn't have time to drive to South Carolina I needed something faxed simple as that we prayed we asked them to pray and they prayed here for us you know God answered it just like they prayed I didn't have to go to South Carolina hallelujah some of y'all might have said I could have used the vacation but then there have been some things that God didn't answer the way I wanted him to. Does that make him less God? He's still God. Does that mean that I'm not going to be consistent in my faith because God didn't answer the way I wanted him to? No. I'm going to trust God no matter whether he does it my way or not. Because he knows what's best for me. But my Bible tells me that David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Can I tell you, you can be going through the worst trouble in your life and have the assurance of that kind of God in your life. To where no matter what you're going through, there's an undercurrent of grace that sustains you through the trouble and will raise you up and will lift you up I've met people many times who've been down physically, but their spirit was rising within them. God told me to tell somebody today, I want to raise your spirit through all the trouble that you've been going through. All the struggle. I'm going to lift your spirit today. Be consistent in your faith. Don't be weary and well-doing, Galatians 6 and 9. Knowing this, in due season we shall reap if we faint not. How many is ready for your due season? Ready for my due season. They may have seen the fall, 
But due season says there's a rising. There's a rising. There's not only a rising for us individually, I believe there's a rising for the church. The kingdom of heaven has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. And the church has marched through a desert land and it's been through storm after storm after storm. But it falls into trouble and God raises it up. Somebody hear what I'm saying? Tomorrow can be better than today. For those, Brother Zeb quoted this morning, who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall, somebody shout, shall. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They that wait upon the Lord shall. I'm going to put my faith in God. No matter what trouble comes my way, I'm a winner. Either way. Father, we love you today. If you're in this building this morning and you've been going through some trouble in your life and God's spoken to your heart today and you need to rise up in your spirit, your soul needs a refreshing and a renewal. The Lord told me to bring this message to you today and to drop it in your ears. And if you've got the faith to believe that your God is going to see you through this. I want you to step out by faith right now. Come and I want you to make your way all over this congregation. I don't care who you are, man, woman, boy, girl. There's a God in heaven right now that says, You're mine. And I'm ready here. I'm going to meet your needs here. I'm going to touch your circumstance here. This is the altar where we come by faith to believe that God, can I get some prayer warriors to come? Will there be any others all over the church? Maybe you're on a high right now. But there's some people right now that need your prayers. They need you to stand in the gap, make up the hedge.